Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to get playful with you. Pray playful. Yay! (laughs) Well, before we jump into that topic, say hi to my handsome co-host, Dewey. Hello, my beautiful love and my beautiful wife and my beautiful partner and confidant and all of those wonderful things. And hello to all the cat fans out there in a great big cat world. I'm really excited about this topic. One of my favorite things to do is to pray play with the cats because, you know, you get to kind of play that game, you know. But at the same time, it it's simple, right? Don't you just yank a string or flick a toy? What do you have to do a whole episode on this? Well, first of all, we're doing a whole episode on this because we haven't done it before. It's kind of like introducing cats. I, I thought, well, gosh, I put that information out there a lot. Surely we've talked about that, but we hadn't actually. So Prey Play is one of those things. And because it was requested topic. So the amazing right. Sandra Curl from, I hope I said that right, Sandra, from the League for Animal Welfare in Ohio asked us, to talk more about this. And I really, really appreciate the shelters and rescues and listeners sending me questions that they feel need more detail. Because, you know, even though I I mentioned Prey Play a lot in in a lot of the podcasts and I've written an article on it for a magazine, but we've never really dived deep into the subject on Cat Talk Radio. And it's also something that many owners on behavior consults swear that they can't get their cat to do. They're like, no, my cat. I'm like, well, so do you have a wand toy? And they go, yeah, but he doesn't play with it. And when I hear, no, they won't play with it, I hear a gauntlet hitting the floor, and it becomes my goal to get that cat engaged. And 98% of the time, I do. Incredible. So what are we doing differently? Well, it's all in the wrist. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) You hear that a lot. (laughs) Uh (laughs) What you use for prey play and how you use it is really important for success. Let's talk about why it's so important. Well, that's a good place to start. So prey play is important because in the wild, a cat will spend upwards of six hours a day hunting. And cats don't always hunt because they're hungry, by the way. You know, people let their cats outside and then are surprised by the cat bringing a kill back to the house. And I I often hear people say, "I, I know she's not hungry. I just fed her. But there's many studies tracking cats and their kills, and it proves it's done out of a really strong instinct to hunt. They have a killer instinct, and you can't train that out of a cat. In fact, there are studies that say that if cats were bigger, they would eat us. So, I mean, we're wow. not. Wow. Can you think dealing, of that? Right. Can you imagine that? Jesus. I mean, we are dealing with tiny tigers here and have to remember 
what you know what they need from a, a genetic level and um, you know and hunting is one of those things and it's just like clawing a cat has to do it wow and i can imagine the indoor cats are really in need of more prey play then right yeah exactly because they get absolutely no opportunity to hunt unless you provide it to them it it, and it it's so amazing it creates you know that that not getting out there and hunting and stalking and chasing it it creates pent-up energy that has to be released somewhere and often that manifests in aggression you know to the people in the house and the other cats and animals and if you don't do it right and you use your hands for the toys you know, that's, that can be cute as a kitten, but not so much in a cat because that, that stimulates biting and really works against their bite inhibition. So let's talk about the time. Does it really take six hours a day? I mean, who really has time for that? <laughs> no, we don't, have to, we don't have to mimic the full six hours of hunting, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'd have to give up on the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and the scoop in the litter box, you know, we yeah. have a full-time job. We need a cat, a kitty nanny. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd love to be a kitty nanny. Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm, seeing a little offshoot business here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, you only need a couple sessions a day. But two, two is is what I recommend per day. And they should be short because, you know, cats aren't built for endurance. House cats aren't. Obviously, cheetahs are. But house cats have these little short bursts of speed for hunting. So you don't need to do more than about 10 or 15 minutes per session. And if they start to get too worked up or they're panting, it's really important that you stop and let them relax. You know, I thought that that would happen naturally. And I saw that the last little foster we have, Mango, when I was playing with him and he started panting, I mean, he really didn't stop. He just had this energy to go, go, go. Whereas in other cats I've seen, you know, where they stop before the panting kind of gets yeah. there. So and, he was a little bit uh, unusual in that way. And unlike uh, dogs, so like dogs will pant to relieve heat. You know, it's a, it's like perspiring for them. Doesn't form that same function in cats. So when they're panting, it means that their hearts are beating so fast. And, and that's a, a bit of a... Um, a danger so when you see that panting you know make your cat stop and slow down and give him a break to catch his breath and and things like that should you put him under cold water no don't do that oh (laughs) i thought that would cool him down it goes back to a, a meme i posted the other day about you know i don't know angry texas women or something like that was like baptizing a cat yeah So I I assume you could save some time if you have multiple cats just to play play with them all together, right? No, that's not a good idea for adult cats because, again, there's nothing natural about that behavior. In the wild, they do not hunt together and they do not share prey. So by getting more than one cat involved in prey play, it's going against their natural instincts. And you'll find, too, you know, if you've got two cats and you're trying to play prey play with both of them, one usually takes a back seat and kind of sits on the sidelines and, and lets the dominant cat 
get involved in the prey play. And you want them both involved. So definitely do it independently of one another. So let's back up and talk about the toy itself because, you know, I like to see certain, you know, I like the fishing kind uh, with a fish on the end of it and kind of feel like I'm doing two things at once. (laughs) But, you know, are there good ones or the bad ones and how do we really know what to buy? Well, first of all, we got to remember each cat is an individual and each cat has certain affinities for different prey. So, um, like you like to fish, and so obviously the fishing pole (laughs) is a a favorite of yours. Some cats like the mice on the end, some like furry mice, some like the sisal mice, some prefer feathers, some like the bushy ends that make the whooshing sounds, you know, with the crinkle paper in there, and some like slinky things like long shoelaces or string. But, you know, most all cats do like variety. So I recommend you have several wand toys on hand. And it's real important not to leave the interactive play toys out when you are done with them in that session. Keep them hidden so that they're special and they're not ho-hum. It's just like when we do training, we make sure that we're giving them special treats, not just the temptations we give them every day. They get like shaved turkey when we're doing training. So same thing with prey play. They're not everyday toys. Well, they are everyday toys, but they're only toys when mom's hand is connected to the end of them. Don't leave them out. Do you have other toys for that? And, you know, we, as far as exactly which ones, we have two great ones available in the Behavior Boutique. I finally was able to get these where we could get them in and ship them out reasonably from this last Global Pet Expo because I've been trying to get these two for years. And one has a, a long plastic string on it with a, a head of feathers and the crinkle paper. And the other is a shorter wand with a uh, like a bendy end to it. And both of those are, in my opinion, I think those are some of the best um, cat toys for home, for home use um, wand toys. So go to the Behavior Boutique and, and check that out because they really are cool. Okay, so talk to us about <laughs> your special moves with the toy uh-huh. that, that oh, makes the you... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I was like, wait, (laughs) it's not that kind of talk show. (laughs) Okay, I need the cold water too now. (laughs) So so talk to us about your special moves that makes you so much better at prey play than other cat parents. Well, the secret sauce is all in the way it moves. So, you know, uh, you got to make it act like prey. So a mouse isn't going to go jump in the face of a cat it's going to run around a corner out of sight. So if you, if you take a, a wand toy and you, and you got the cat's attention and you pull it around a, a doorway or around a piece of furniture, you know, it might take him a good five seconds, but that cat cannot stand it. He's got to get up and go check it out and see where it went. And, um, you know, so don't pop the cat in the face with it. You know, you can bounce it up off the floor like the little short one toy I was telling you about. If you smack it on the floor, it makes that noise. It kind of sounds like feathers ruffling. So you do that and then shake it back really, really hard back and forth above the cat's head about, you know, about a 
couple feet above the cat's head so they you know like it's flying around like a bird and they'll jump up and get it um a lot of them like those whooshing sounds that are in the end which is why i carry those two wand toys in particular um but some you know um i mean some like bird moves some like mice moves you can just get a really long string or or ribbon you know go to your gift wrapping section in your house and get a a thing of ribbon out and uh, cut off about 10 feet and run around and let it drag behind you i mean some cats don't like your body so close to the action so I always say get a long wand too, because some cats are, you know, nervous as your arm comes out. It's like, oh, you know, it's kind of strange, uncomfortable moves for them. So the longer the wand, the better. Again, if you go to the Behavior Boutique on catbehaviorsolutions.org, the big one has a really long, uh, long stem with a really long cord. It's it's absolutely the the best one out there. But disappearing out of sight is the most important thing. And patience. You know, a lot of people are just like, well, it, he didn't pounce on it right away. We'll just take a breath and give him a second because you've got to allow for the spot the prey and stalk the prey phase. You know, the whole hunting sequence consists of four parts. They see it, they stalk it, they pounce on it, and they bite it. Yeah, and you always talk about how important the kill bite is. Remind us why. Yeah, that kill bite is huge important. So this is why you can't play keep away because a lot of guys and kids think, oh, this is a keep away game, but it's not. You really want to encourage them to catch it and, and move it in a way that they can catch it and bite it because in that kill bite, it's releasing serotonin in their brain. And that and, and serotonin is really difficult for a cat to produce naturally through its food. So, you know, human species and dog species can actually produce serotonin from their food, but for cats, it's really difficult. So, and the serotonin, and it controls their mood, it controls sleep, and it's just really, really, really important that they get that opportunity to kill bite. Yes, I, I've heard you talk about that a lot in the past and how important that is. So I'm glad you recapped that for us. Okay, so let's recap the rest of this. Use a long-handled string device with a prey-looking toy at the end. I'm, yeah, like mice or a feather or that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So make it... Pray, uh, like get it out of the sight and especially wiggle it. Uh, I bet they like the wiggled part. Yeah, they love it when you wiggle it. So you, you <laughs> got to make it move, move like prey. Um, wiggling is good. Making it out of sight, up in the air, over their head, that kind of thing. And the other thing you mentioned is to have patience and let them stalk and bite it. And do this for about 10 or 15 minutes twice a day. What yeah. else? Well, I guess before we close, I, I do, you know, for for Sandra and her crew, I want to talk a little bit about doing prey pay, play in a shelter setting because it's particularly challenging on many levels, you know, beginning with the physical spaces. You know, you... 
um, Sandra's um, shelter has all community cat rooms, but like Dallas Animal Services are all individual kennels. So the community rooms make it impossible to isolate one cat for prey play. And, and that's going to, you know, you might be leaving out cats and because, again, the ones that aren't as dominant are going to just be the wallflowers and watch everybody else pray, play. And then it also can cause friction between the cats. You know, if you, you they'll, you know, may get them, ah, don't, you know, they'll get all into the prey play. And then another cat comes from left field to jump on the prey and, and they get scared and it causes friction. So it's very hard to do in community rooms. Um, you know, but it's important to try to separate those cats best as possible. Focus on one. If you see another one coming in to interfere with that with that play, you know, maybe get two wand toys and have them both going at the same time, one in each hand. That that helps. And then in the kennels, the kennels are just too small to get much movement in. You know, for the for the kennels, I recommend the wand called the bird because it's got a wire, a little shorter wire, and you know, instead of a plastic or rope or something, it, it's got a wire that leads down to the prey place. So it's a little easier to bounce around in small places. You know, and sometimes I we have the long stick ones with the feathers and the crinkle paper on the end and in Dallas. And sometimes I'll take one of those and just run it along the bottom of the kennels all the way down the whole row. Cause as I as I'm going down, the cats are like, oh, look at that, because they just see the feathers sticking up, you know, because I'm holding it low and walking along so they don't see the, the wand toy, and they go chasing it, and then it disappears, you know, so I get like an entire row of cats interested. So I, I drag it along the bottom of the kennels in a row, walking back and forth. And the other thing I do is I, I take shoelaces to the shelter. I, it's real important you don't leave shoelaces out because that's a common thing for cats to chew on and ingest. But but they're great. I, I order them on Amazon and I get the longest shoelaces I can find. And so I'll actually get up, you know, on a chair where I can take the shoelaces and pull it up over the kennel. So it's like going along the kennel door and then disappears out of sight over the top. And again, they can't stand it if it disappears over the top. You know, and and the main thing too is don't hang the interactive toys on the cage doors. I, I see that a lot. And, you know, they're not really for cats to just get up and go, huh, I think I'll do a little prey play with myself now. That's not what those are for. You know, keep them where your volunteers and visitors can use them, but have everybody put them back in the bucket when they're when they're done you know and and the biggest challenge for cats is that when they get thrown in a shelter they lose a sense of control and and that is so so important you know a cat one of a cat's fundamental needs for existence is to have a sense of control over its environment and in the shelter they've been stripped with that you know and and they don't get any hunting of course in the shelter and so providing that hunting sequence really gives them some sense of control back and it's so important for building confidence really is wow yeah i can see that 
you know, the more you think about how you interact in a shelter versus how you interact at home and all that is is significant. I'm really glad you brought that up because it's those environments sometimes that a lot of volunteers see or people that are walking through uh, could also get some benefit on uh, that too. I see people walking through and grabbing something and playing with the cat up there. So I'm glad you brought that up. So can we... Can we just use a laser light, though? Some Sometimes it seems like it would work a lot easier in the shelter, right? Yeah, well, it certainly is easier to use a laser light anytime because, you know, us people are kind of lazy. We don't have to flick our arms around. We just point the little laser thing. But only use it very limited and only if you include several treats in the process. But it's, it's really not I- ideal. It can actually cause more anxiety because the kill bite never happens. And then it can actually make some cats have like an OCD tick. You know, the really frenetic ones like, like Mango. You know, that, that boy had a lot of energy. And the reason why I wouldn't let us use the laser light with him so often is, you know, he starts looking for it. It's like he sees phantoms, you know, and his head's going back and forth. And all of a sudden he looks like a CH kitten because <laughs> he's like, where's the light? Where's the light? Where's the light? So it can really mess with them. It's probably like kids that spend too much time on video games or something. But but if you use the laser light in a shelter, especially in a in a kennel setting, be sure to you know let the cat pounce on it and then turn it off and toss a treat, so that at least they're getting some sort of fulfillment. But I much prefer seeing people use the bird or some of the feather wand toys. I think I think those are better. Is there a better time of day to pray play than another? Yes, there actually is. So, you know, cats are crepuscular, which means that they hunt, you know, their their big times of the day are dawn and dusk. It's when they see better. That's when their natural hunting times are. And so I would combine that with about 30 minutes before mealtime. So, you know, you get up, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, do a little prey play, then take a shower and then feed the cat, you know. So, uh, again, simulating that natural sequence of hunt, catch, kill, eat. So it doesn't make sense to play with them, you know, right after they've eaten. Of course, it's really hunt, catch, kill, eat, sleep or groom, sleep (laughs) It's the real um, routine of a cat's day. So that's all I got on Prey Play, I think. Um, but we have other great podcasts you should listen to now, like <laughs> 12 Ways to Build Confidence in Your Cat. And I did a follow-up uh, podcast to that one of ways to build and to reduce stress in cats in shelters. So you shelter volunteers and shelter people listening, try to find those. Another one that I think everyone needs to listen to is What to Feed Your Cat. There's just a bunch of podcasts we have. I think this is our 70th one. So wow, out there. So Yay. go find something else to listen to. You can Yay. also help us out by following us on Facebook. Um, Cat Behavior Solutions, Cat Talk Radio on Facebook. We post good information there. And we post when we release a new podcast. So you can follow along when stuff's coming out. And you can like Cat Behavior Solutions on Instagram as well. 
And there's also information on the blog on the website, catbehaviorsolutions.org. Under resources, there's a blog. And anytime somebody emails me a, a what I'll call a tiny question, something I can answer pretty quickly, we wouldn't do a whole podcast on, I'll put that in the Dear Molly blog. So um, check that out too. And of course, go to the Behavior Boutique and get you some of those wand toys. And we're offering free shipping. Don't forget, we're offering free shipping for orders over $49 because I get orders like I got an order this morning and the woman had spent like $80 and she didn't take advantage of the free shipping offer. So, I mean, I appreciate it. That's certainly more money that that helps us in the nonprofit when you don't, but we put it out there to encourage you to buy a little extra goodies for your kitties because they love it. And be sure to get those wand toys we just got in. Yay. And I love some of those new wand toys. So I sure hope people take advantage of them because they are, we went to the trade show and uh, these were the best ones that we've seen out of all the show. And you're talking about a major, massive show. These are fantastic and I really like them. So I hope people take advantage of it too. Also, if you're learning something or have learned something, from one of the podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donut, a donation. I mean, that helps us in any amount. That helps us keep this show on the air and deliver resources to cat owners to help keep the cats out of the shelters because that's still the number one euthanasia place for those kitties. So, well, yeah, shelter shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats in the United States. And uh, as long as that's the case, we are going to be here bringing you the good info so that you can share it with the world and we can make happy cats that don't have behavior issues and never get surrendered to shelters. So until next time, everybody, keep calm and purr on. Yay. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.